Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Cap City Sportscast. My name is Callahan Steed. I cover the Monona Grove Silver Eagles, the McFarland Spartans, the Deerfield Demons, and the Cambridge Blue Jays. Uh, Peter Lindblad, cover the Wanakee Warriors, um, the DeForest Norskis, Lodi Blue Devils, and the Point at Pumas. And I'm Ryan Gregory. I have the Sun Prairie Schools as well as Marshall and Waterloo. Oh, not saying the uh, nicknames this time. You're changing it up again. Keeping people on their toes. I like to <laughs> – you, you never know what you're going to get with this podcast. Yeah. I, <laughs> hey, I love it. Um, This is episode 22 of the podcast. Shout out to the uh, Sun Prairie Star Media Center – or not Sun Prairie Star Media Center. We do not have something like that. We have a Sun Prairie Media Center, though, uh, letting us record on a Tuesday Normally, instead of a Thursday, just because uh, we might be getting some winter storm coming here. And so it's one of those things I have no idea what we're going to get. And the weathermen, I have no idea, obviously, because it's still too far out. And so I just know that uh, if we would have recorded on Thursday, we would have got six inches. And uh, would having to drive through that would not have been fun. And I'm sure now we'll probably get like zero inches or something like oh, that. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. Well, now no. with Game of Thrones, it's like every time a big snowstorm is coming, you always think winter is coming. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And it's just so weird because it's just been such a weird, warm winter, and it's like this just doesn't feel it's weird. Bizarre. But yeah. I'm kind of glad about the potential snowstorm canceling some stuff, though, because, uh, you know, I don't have – I was planning on going to Monona Grove Girls basketball. I originally thought that was uh, – I thought they were playing at home on Tuesday, but unfortunately they are away um, because I was going to hit up Monona Grove Boys Swim tonight. And then also I was thinking, hey, just walk down to the gymnasium as well, too. They are unfortunately away, which oh. thank God Peter pointed that out to me because <laughs> I 100% would have walked to an empty gym. Why and been is like, nobody here? Like, well, I guess I got that wrong. But they play Beaver Dam on Thursday, and that's a game I really wanted to go to. But unfortunately, uh, I might be in Deerfield, obviously all depending on what happens with the snowstorm. So what I'm right. hoping is – Snow cancels school for the day. They postpone the game, move it to a different day, and then I'm able to hit it up because it's going to be a big uh, contest between two teams that are currently undefeated in the Badger East. Uh, so that's just kind of my little thought on it. Are you guys hoping for a cancellation of stuff, or are you just hoping everything keeps going in the right direction? No, I definitely hope that we play. I missed last weekend's activities. I was up in Detroit watching uh, the Red Wings play. So uh, I kind of miss watching, you know, weekend sports and I'm, I'm i'm hoping that they keep it keep it going i get to kind of get back in a groove here what about you peter yeah it's, well cancellations can cause so much disruption exactly sometimes i like to have play until april keel, but <laughs> it depends on the day if there is a day you know or i'm not feeling it it's like kind of nice <laughs> well see it, what i'm hoping for is like you know with basketball at least where it's like you know, that's one of the later sports. It's like, ah, they, they got time to push that back to March and all that. So, yeah, um, all that's going on. And it's weird right now, too, because I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I'm in, the, like, the time frame where season's more than halfway through. And I feel like this is, like, the time crunch where I'm like, oh, God, I got to start covering some more of my teams. I've been able to go through and going to hit up Monona Grove Gymnastics on Friday because they're having their first home meet. Uh, but for me, at least, uh, with covering all the different teams, I like to try to at least make it to two games, like, per season. Like, myself, like, going to the event and shooting, whether it's home or away. Obviously, there are moments where you guys and other Adams Publishing Group reporters, like, will be able to help out, pitch in, lend a helping hand, shoot some fo stuff as well, too. But for me, like, that's just uh, how I like to kind of keep things fair and balanced between all the teams. Uh, but not right now. I'm looking at, like, my schedule and I'm like, man, I got to try to hit up some more teams just because I know, like, that time frame is going to be coming right around the corner. 
So yep. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on like a team or something that you want to cover more but just haven't had the opportunity yet to cover. Because for me, I have a couple where I'm like, i got to get out and try to cover them more. Uh, but, Ryan, I want to start with you because I feel like there are just so many good teams for you to choose from. Peter, you obviously as well, but what's just kind of like your – thought process on everything or are you just like man i've covered everyone great you know i'm slam dunking this winter sports season what's your thoughts well i'm knocking one team out that i haven't seen yet tonight and then there's there's only one more team that i have yet to see and so tonight i'm i'm taking care of a uh, sun Prairie united wrestling which uh you know it's, it's such a story program i you wish that you can get to those events earlier but that you know they're on weekends they're typically far away uh, wrestling teams get maybe two, three home meets a season. So that just like in and of itself makes it tough. And so they're, they're having a home uh, triple duel with Verona and Middleton tonight. So that's, that's obviously a must Two other very strong big eight programs. Uh, and Sun Prairie East has been, or not Sun Prairie East, Sun Prairie United has been very solid this year. Um, uh, definitely a, a couple uh, state guys specifically in the lighter weights, but they have, they have a couple of maulers in the 180 to 220 range. And so, uh, very in- intriguing team there, and then both East and West boys swim. Haven't gotten out for them yet, uh, but you know, an, if we can get into some uh, some coverage stuff, they faced off last week for the first ever head to head of those two schools. If if I can <laughs> monologue here for a moment, go but, for uh, it. Uh, East won ninety six to seventy four. Um, relays always make the difference in these type of meets, and East won all three. So that was about all you needed to know, guys. Like. You know, names that you'll probably hear when State rolls around, Trevor Nicodemus, Bennett Bratz, uh, Buddy Raritan, uh, Eli, Eli Christowiak, Christowiak uh, Kobe Zander, and Sean Gillet. Uh, just a really strong rotation of guys that can put in for the different relays. Uh, but you got to give it up for West. Three individual wins on different swims. Uh, Jonah Gunnick won the 100 back. Uh, Gustave Shasker with the 500 free. And Zach Svensson won the 50 free. Um, and then they faced off again the very next day at the Middleton Cardinal Relays. And uh, that, as the name implies, all relays there. So, of course, East finished above them again. But uh, it's been cool to watch those two kind of go back and forth uh, at different invitationals, but to see them actually head-to-head. Um, I wasn't at the East-West uh, swim meet. They'll have another one later this season at West. This one was at East. But uh, that is not a big pool, and I am told that it was standing room only about 45 minutes before it even started. So, uh, <laughs> uh, see, it's tough because obviously I understand every community is different with what they can afford for, you know, taxes and everything. And, you know, I don't want to just be like, oh, everyone should get a big Olympic sized pool. Yeah. But like, I am so blessed when I go cover like McFarland because they have a nice wide open pool, uh, deck up on like the second story, basically for a viewing gallery. That's what DeForest has now too. And it's yeah, it so nice. Nice. nice yeah. Um, and so uh, Jefferson has a really nice pool. Monona Groves is fine. Uh, but like Fort Atkinson, I don't want to throw them under the bus. But like that's a pretty tight squeeze. And so there's been moments where I've been like, oh man, McFarland and Monona Grove are there, and then also to all these other teams are going to be there. Like, yeah, I absolutely want to shoot that. It's so close to home, too. Let's do it. And then I get there, and it's just, like, standing room only, basically. And I'm just like, why did I come here? It's such a tight squeeze. And, again, like, not throwing anyone under the bus because, obviously, you know, referendums are definitely a fun issue. Uh, but it's just one of those things. It's like, how does Fort get to host, like, a big event like this every year? It's yep. like host. Baraboo was another prime example. Yeah. I went up to yes. uh, Badger uh 
small re- Badger West Conference Relays. No, it was a Division Two sectional. I went up there, and it was a very tight squeeze, and very it was tight. it was a lot of me not even like holding my camera up high and trying to like <laughs> shoot down. So Great. I had no idea what I was shooting. I was <laughs> just like, I hope this. Paris, yeah, I, I, I. Oh yeah, I you've been in you've been in Baraboo Bar- before, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't want to bring up any did, PTSD with uh, you, Peter. <laughs> I did not like covering swimming meets there. It was rough. <laughs> oh, yeah. so yeah, one hundred percent get that. Um, I guess, Peter, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, what's a uh, couple teams you want to get out and try well, to cover I, more? I knocked one off uh, this week. I, I finally got to the Forest Boys basketball. Watched them uh, play Portage on Thursday, and uh, Portage in the state and now. surprising. Yeah, uh, Portage was off to a seven and one start, and they, you know they've been kind of down in a lot of things lately. <laughs> so um, it, it was a really good game. Uh, Portage kind of. There were moments where it appeared DeForest was going to, you know, pull away and and come away with it, but uh, they hit some key threes. Climb back in it, uh, but DeForest uh, they got a six-seven kid Jackson Aquardi um, who had a couple of big dunks in the game. One came late off a no-look pass from Mason Keys, ironically the quarterback for the football team. So he makes sense out. that he's a solid contributor. <laughs> yeah, he, he likes to hand out dimes, you know. So um, and he he did a beauty there where uh, Aquardi snuck along the baseline and and got one. And it was his second dunk of the game. He got one on a on a fast break layup earlier, um, but. I think the team that I'd really like to get out to see uh, would be Lodi Wrestling. Um, mm. They have had a very choice. strong year. Very strong year, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the postseason. Um, they j- and I, you know I had opportunities this week, but like uh, you know they had the conference duels this week uh, at home. But I that was the same night DeForest was playing boys basketball, so I yep. wanted to see that. And and I have a photographer in Lodi who helps out, so I'm always like, well, at least I got a photographer there, you know. But <laughs> I, I I really it, it would have been fun to see them this week because they had the conference duels. They uh, they won all of their uh, duels against Columbus, Lakeside Lutheran, Lake Mills, Poinette, and Watertown Lutheran Prep. Luther Prep um, as Levi Ness, uh, Drew Lochner, Caleb Lord, Evan Cleary, uh, Brady Dorshorst, Evan Stevenson, Zane Licht, Mason Breinig, and Mason Lane, and Isaiah Grosskopf, and Nick Week all went 5-0 and that night. Oof. And then the next night, they had to turn around and travel to the Fenimore Quad, uh, where the competition was really tough. They uh, they came in and they knocked off Marchfield, who was the n- ranked number five in Division One. Uh, both teams were missing some wrestlers, uh, but uh, still, big feather in their cap. Um, Evan Cleary got uh, probably the win of the night, uh, had a dramatic pin with five seconds left <laughs> nice. to, to really lift uh, them to victory. Um, their next match, uh, they went up against the home team, Fenimore, ranked number one in Division Three, and lost. Um, Coach uh, Cody Enders said they are strong up and down the lineup, and that you know that's a that's a powerhouse program right there. Below that came back um, later on in the evening to beat uh, Holman, uh, honorable mention team in Division One. Um, so uh, they they beat them 40, 40 to thirty. Um, they got uh, big efforts from uh, a couple of fill-ins. Uh, Noah Johnson filled in admirably with a pin, and Easton Henson got a got a six-five decision uh, in the last uh, waning seconds of his match uh, to help lift them. So, and, and they weren't done with the week. The next day, they had to go to the Norski invite in the Forest, and they ended up winning that invite. 
with uh, Zane Lig doing what Zane Lig does. He yep. was named the most outstanding or most valuable wrestler uh, of the tournament. Also, Owen Brynig and Mason Lane, uh, they were the champs in their division. Um, probably the highlight of the night, though, was Zane Lick uh, winning 7-1 to one over the number two-ranked kid in uh, Division One that night. So Zane Lick is really – that wow. guy is having quite a year. Um, it's uh, He's well on his way to – I mean – Knock on wood, don't <laughs> jinx it, but man, I you know, he's a defending state champion and he is looking looking good for another one. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. So and you know, obviously I've heard you talk about the Lodi wrestling program a couple of times on the podcast. Yeah. And then Monona Grove McFarland was also at the Norski invite on Saturday. So when I was looking at the results, I was like, Oh wow, Lodi is doing really good and then so, you know, I saw guys like Zane and, you know, uh Mason Lane and all that and I was like Oh, Peter is definitely right, and he is definitely not, you know, <laughs> just blowing smoke yeah. uh, with some of these guys. It is just a powerhouse up there. Yeah, they're loaded, and it's not just the everyday lineup. You know, they're getting kids to fill in. You know, I think they were they were missing Zane uh, in a couple of matches recently, and they still did very well. So, um, you know, they've got kids waiting in the wings. I know Cody Indris, the coach, said that that Noah Johnson, he's got a lot of ability and, you know, when he comes in, there's not much letdown. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I guess for me, uh, teams that I want to get out and cover more, I definitely always want to try to cover Monona Grove just more because it always seems like McFarland makes always deep runs in the postseason. So, like, looking at, like, the actual newspaper print, it always seems like it – or at least for me, it seems like more McFarland heavy. Uh, but for, like, winter sports, I think definitely Monona Grove girls basketball uh, – so both Monona Grove girls basketball and Monona Grove boys basketball I've gotten out to one time so far this year, and there was also one other time for MG boys basketball where uh, the reporter from the Daily Union was able to shoot Fort Atkinson versus Monona Grove. Uh, to give you guys a little behind-the-scenes look at how sometimes some things work out like that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Monona Grove girls basketball, only uh, so far just one photo, uh, or like one time I've been able to get out and cover them, and it, I just got to get out and just cover them i mean they've had such a strong year i was thinking about maybe you know going down to milton uh for the badger uh tournament channel or the mm. badger crossover right. which i would have saw a heck of a game between reedsburg and monona grove because reedsburg's uh sydney Cheerney, i believe is the name dropped 50 points Ooh. in the win so reedsburg they lose a bunch of people from the state tournament team last year but they bring back Cheerney, and she is starting to really turn it on in the right wow. direction couple 30-point games recently, and so, yeah, 50-point career high from the junior, and so wow. that was a thing I was thinking about maybe covering, but then I thought, you know, hey, I'll get them this week, and then obviously they are away, and then there's a potential snowstorm on Thursday, so I'm like, of course. crap, so I'm kind of looking ahead, like, all right, when's another opportunity to get them, so I'll probably be able to get them one more time regular season, and then hopefully one more time in the postseason, but it's just one of those things. I have no idea how seating will work. Also, too, you have no idea, you know, who will go where. You know, I thought a couple teams last year were going to make more of a run. They fizzled out. And then you have other teams where it's like you don't think they're going to make a run, and then all of a sudden they make a stronger run. So I'm just trying to get out and cover them a little bit more. Because especially, too, with Monona Grove girls basketball, I didn't know a whole lot about them going in. I know they had two all-conference players returning and Taylor Moreau and Abby Inda. But other than that, though, like they had lost a bunch of seniors, had a new coach coming in. And they've just played great, like, all year. Like, you know, it's just been a balanced scoring effort. Like, Brooklyn Tortorici has had a couple nice games. Uh, you know, now I'm starting to blank on the names. Crap. Um, Delaney Bracken had a season high one night. 
you know, it's sophomores as well, too, have been strong performances. Uh, Aubrey Smith and Tia Justice as juniors as well, too. So it's like they're not getting, like, 25-point performances from any of them, but it's just, like, 10 points here, 6 points here, 7 points, play strong defense, you know, do all the little things right, and getting out wins. You know, they beat uh, Badger West leading uh, Edgewood. Uh, second place, Oregon. Reedsburg they lost to because, you know, player drops 50 points, nothing you can do there. And then their only other loss was to McFarland uh, on the last second steal from Tegan Mullaney. So it's like they their losses have been, like, nothing bad, but, like, their wins have been, like, very solid as well too. So it's one of those things where it's like I got to get out and try to cover them more. So that's, like, my little uh, plead to the – Monona and Cottage Grove communities like hey I know they're good it's just things have not worked out and also too sometimes too it's just such a weird season because you like get into it and you cover a team and then you go to cover another team they go away for a couple weeks and then all of a sudden it's like you're halfway through the year and then all of a sudden season's about to get done so I'm in that mindset where I'm like "Ah, I gotta get out and cover more Ryan do you have a small school you want to get out and cover more Uh, I've done a pretty good job with the small schools I've been I've been out there getting them their fair due actually so I'm uh if if anything, maybe just uh, Marshall and Waterloo wrestling. I think I've only watched them once, and uh, Waterloo, as I've alluded to earlier on this podcast, got some state guys on that team. I I don't know if the team quite has the juice this year to compete with like Sugar River. Uh, when we get to the individual stuff, they had a quad with Sugar River that they lost uh, earlier, but it, it'll be tough in the capital them for, for them for sure. But I think individually. Uh, Waterloo, and even a couple Marshall guys like uh, Drew Johnson and uh, Ch- Grant Chadwick have a chance to make a real deep run as well. So for both of them, I think, uh, you know, always deserve a little bit more credit, but wrestling is just, like I said earlier, one of the hardest ones to, you know, give fair credit to because, like, yeah, we're competing in Green Bay and it's our only meet for the next month and a half. Yeah, 100%. And just also, too, it's like, you know, they're up in Oshkosh. They, they, all they, the they all go yeah. all over the place. Mm-hmm. and so Well, and even if they have a home invite, on the weekend or something it's such a long day you never know when you know, the red wrestlers are scheduled to go mm-hmm. and it's just tough to schedule everything exactly. and for us at least like going to shoot like a big tournament like that and trying to shoot for other adams publishing teams as well too you're not it, focused on your own guys yeah right? and it's just 100 it's just one of those things it's just a lot and it I'd rather just cover the duels, but then, too. but then there's <laughs> just, funny. but yeah. there's only so little duels that they right. have. So I'm like, exactly. yeah. that's the same thing I'm having with the uh, MG wrestling actually right now. Also got to give a shout out to Cambridge, uh, girls and boys basketball, but that's not my fault though, because you know, <laughs> they are still trying to fix their court basically right now oh. from their oh, yeah, water right. damage that they've had. Oh, wow. Uh, so a bunch of stuff has get moved to February, which I'm kind of nice, which I'm kind of happy about because then I'll be able to, you know, hit them up uh, in February, but then uh, same time, that's just pushing it off. I'm getting a little worried. Peter, anything else you wanted to quickly add? Well, I was just wondering if it was the same guy who watered Lambeau Field for the Vikings. (laughs) Don't get me started on the Vikings (laughs) fans crying about that stuff. (laughs) All what they had to do was just wear a different cleat, and they would have been fine, but they didn't listen to their equipment trainer. Oh, God, they had to play on grass. Woo! (laughs) It's fine. It worked out good for them, though, this week. They played on their turf and they ended up losing anyway so 
Take that, Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> at least they were playing this week. <laughs> See what's yeah, uh, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> See what's nice though is I know you're a Bears fan. Peter and I are Packers fans. It's always fun to rip on the Vikings. It's uh, always fun to rip. It's way more fun to rip on the Packers. Uh, that's <laughs> See, I, I always get that impression. I always try to give the Bears a little yeah. like credit and all that, but like Vikings, I always feel like everyone kind of joins in to have fun yeah. on. <laughs> but that's just yeah. me. Uh, but enjoy the number one pick, though. Hopefully, you guys oh, get will. a good pa- good haul for it and everything like <laughs> yeah, that. I hope we trade it, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, to change transitions, though, actually, to talk a little bit about football—not professional football, of course—but high school football. WIAA, uh, something that I'm going to keep my eye on is uh, conference realignment for the 2024-25 season. So I'd like to point out that this is not going to be something that would happen next year. It would be something that would be two years in advance from now. Uh, They have held their meeting where they have received feedback, and it seems like they have listened to the feedback, and they have kind of made some adjustments, and I think some have worked out good. There are some others where I kind of have to take a little bit more of a deeper dive into it, but it seems like from the teams that I cover at least, seems like a solid job. So, Peter, I want to get your thoughts on it first. Or Actually, we should probably let everyone know what potentially things are looking like right now, Ryan, you have the thing up, so I'm going to point to you. Yeah, I'll kind of hit on the the main conferences that involve our teams. So obviously the Eastern Suburban is going to be the best represented here with um, uh, with the changes here. As you will remember earlier, they they had this idea to put quite a few like Madison area teams into the Southwest Wisconsin Conference, which did make a whole lot of sense with those insane drives that they would have yeah. to have. And so the new look uh, Eastern Suburban would be Deerfield, Poinette, uh, Fall River, Rio, uh, Cambridge, Marquezan, Partyville, Marshall, and Waterloo. I think that makes a lot of sense. Those are all local-ish teams. There's, there's no ob- obscene drives there. I think that makes a lot of sense. And then uh, how the Southwest would make up with that, uh, they would get Dodgeville, River Valley, and Southwestern slash East Dubuque, uh, as well as teams like Lancaster, New Glarus, which is becoming its own team instead of a co-op this year, uh, Platteville, Prairie du Chien, Richland Center. And then uh, some more teams that uh, that we would know about, the Trailways Conference. Uh, they they would pick up Dodgeland, formerly of the Eastern Suburban, keep teams like Johnson Creek, Lords Academy, uh, Palmyra, Randolph, Westfield. And then as well in the Badger Large, uh, the new lineup as it stands, DeForest, Fort Atkinson, uh, Milton, Monona Grove, Oregon, East and West of Sun Prairie, and Wanakee. I think that makes a lot more sense to get some Teams that can't quite hang like Beaver Dam and Watertown out of there. It's uh, having DeForest and Wanakee in the same conference again. Yep, so just makes sense. sense. Yeah. It's so weird not having that. Yeah, that was and for one year. A weird like, year. Yeah, it, it was just mainly I think finding the other teams that would fill those yeah. spots because I think Florida Atkinson makes some sense. I mean, they yeah. put up a pretty good fight with Sun Prairie West when yeah. they scrimmaged against them, and uh, mm-hmm. so that's that's pretty much the main uh, conferences that you know, affect us and uh, are affected by this. I guess like my kind of like initial thoughts on it is that um, I thought the trailways like South, like last year, if anyone remembers me talking about the playoff race, everyone was still alive for the last week of the playoffs and uh, Deerfield was able to get in uh, beating fall river on a last second touchdown. So I was kind of interested to see like, you know how they would move that. I think Palmyra Eagles got a young, good squad. I think they'll be able to handle themselves well in the trailways, but I didn't know how much I would want them to touch the trailways, but I do like Deerfield moving to the Eastern Suburban, 
And I think that just everyone's going to work out good there. Like, everyone there had some, like, wins last year. It's not like you're having, like, a random team, like, uh, like I don't know, like a Parkview or something like that that, like, really struggled with football or something last yep. year moving in. And everyone seemed to be competitive. I'm sure, like, Marshall and Waterloo will still be at the top of the conference, but also, too, like, prime example for other people to get in as well too. Peter though, you reached out to the point at coach and he got yes. back to you on it. What breaking, were his breaking thoughts? Breaking news. I yeah. wish we had a breaking news uh, you know, sound effect. What does that one even do? No. Oh, they're not working. I just realized I gotta turn it up. <laughs> nope, that's not oh. a good one. Dun, 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 <laughs> All right, it's breaking Anyways, news. Go for uh, it. Right before we came on, I got a statement from uh, Point at head football coach Greg Kalunji. I've got to get his pronunciation of his last name one of these days. But he likes the idea of going to the Eastern Suburban. Um, he says, I, I think it's a good fit for us travel-wise and enrollment-wise. Um, he added that uh, he didn't have a problem with the current setup in the South uh, Central uh, Conference, but I think they were, they were, um, they were due to be – maybe a short time uh, resident in that conference because as he said, their initial realignment plan had three much larger schools being put into the South central with them. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, he said he, you know, appreciates the WIA uh, feedback. Um, he liked uh, what their athletic director did speaking out on their behalf at the WIA meeting. Um, basically a quote from him, a lot of the schools in the Eastern suburban are schools that we played in crossover games in the old capital, like Marshall, Cambridge and Waterloo and a couple couple of our schools we played non-conference in recent years like Deerfield and uh, Partyville. So overall, I think it's a good mix of some schools with we're familiar with and a couple of new ones. So it sounds like uh, it'll be a nice reunion for everybody. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone would probably be happy about this. Obviously, I still got to reach out to the coaches about it, but like Cambridge obviously would have had to travel super far, and now they really don't. Everyone's kind of more in the same uh, area of it, which I think is good. And also, too, enrollment's a big issue. You don't want to have, like, Division three going up against Division five. I think there's one conference over in Waukesha uh, where, like, Pewaukee might get, like, burned on that deal. Like, Pewaukee, obviously, a very good school. put them in the Classic 8. Yeah. In and so proposal. Yeah. And so there's, like, a bunch of teams in there, so I know people are fired up about it. But also, too, this is going to be one of those things, no matter what you do, no one's going to be happy on it. But I do want to discuss, though, some of the stuff, though, that I'm not happy about because <laughs> I, looking at the Capitol uh, Conference, it kind of seems like they realigned that a little bit. Uh, so I want to get a rundown on some of the teams that are in it for that. Yeah, so the Capitol has Bigfoot, Clinton, Columbus, Horicon, Husisford, Lake Mills, Lodi, Broadhead, Judah. That's a tough new addition. And then uh, Beloit Turner. So Broadhead, Judah, a little bit of a smaller school, but definitely There's a some mallers. powerhouse yeah. down yeah. there. Like, they they know how to win, but, you know, smaller school, let's see how it happens. So then Lakeside Lutheran still in the Badger small then, right? If I remember correctly. Badger small. Still okay. In, mm. Still in the Badger Small, Lakeside Lutheran. I just hate it. It's like put Lakeside Lutheran back. They have to be in the same conference. <laughs> in the as capital Lake yeah. as Lake Mills. I mean, it'd be a fun non-conference rivalry game. Just do it. Throw um, Horicon Husisford in the Trailways or something. Who cares? That's, yeah. That's well, well Horicon a was win for everyone in the capital. Horicon was originally in the Eastern Suburban. And yeah, for they, a year. Yeah, and they the, were in the capital before that. This and, is a return. And now they move, and uh, Broadhead. Beloit Turner, and then Clinton's in it as well too, right? Yeah, Clinton's in the uh, capital with this new one. That's smaller schools more by the state line. That's not even near the capital at all mm -hmm. of Madison. So I feel like they could easily maneuver that around or maybe move another team in the southwest 
over or something like that. But yeah. again, you want parity as well too because they're just trying to figure things out. So I'll give the WIA the benefit of the doubt. I just don't know how I feel about. I don't know. <laughs> it's just one of those things you could always nitpick at it, and that's why I appreciate WIA doing this because it gives me something to nitpick at. <laughs> Peter, uh, anything you wanted to quickly add on Lodi? You know, still being in there and any fun. Um, I, you know, it's I I guess yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, that's still going to be a good football conference. Oh, yeah. So I, I think just the fact that they kind of kept it intact like that, I, I think that's important. Um, yeah, I think point at going uh, to the Eastern Suburban, it, it's going to be a little more of a fair run for them. I, you know, I think they had a tough slog in the South Central this mm-hmm. year. Um, I think, you know, maybe the travel distance was all right, but I, I think they came up against some tough schools and in in that one and it, it just never seemed like a good fit and they've been kind of nomads for a few years now so hopefully they found a home yeah and what i'm excited about cambridge and deerfield being in the same conference as well too with you know that being such a fun rivalry like obviously they play their non-conference but being able to have that be a little bit more later in the year uh you know when conference could be up for grabs and all that it's definitely something i'm excited for also too i think it's gonna be good for dodgeland to move out of the eastern suburban because like them having to go up against marshall just that's a that's gonna be a tougher it's an enrollment problem and it's in like an investment in football problem it's uh two teams that shouldn't be playing each other with conference on the line yeah and so moving them to the trailways hopefully they're able to get a couple wins and you know we would just want to see fair balance basically from all this so Uh, and also, too, Badger Large, I mean, you've got some powerhouse in there. You know, Monona Grove, Sun Prairie, East. I mean, obviously they split now, but Sun Prairie's won a couple state championships for football. And, you know, Wanakee in there, and DeForest. I mean, there's going to be a lot of good football teams in there. So Yeah, yeah that's uh, going to be a great conference, yeah. I'm excited for it, and so that's going to. But that's going to do it though for this week's edition of the Cap City Sports Cast. Definitely check out all our stuff online. Uh, you know, can get pictures, video, bigger stories, and all that. We love the newspaper and all, but hey, definitely check out that online uh, stuff that we're putting out there. For my colleagues Ryan and Peter, my name is Callahan Steed, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you.